Hello, Miami. This is 305 Sports Now, your home podcast for all things Miami sports related. I am Will, and I have a very, very good show for you with a lot of announcements about the upcoming shows for the next couple of weeks. And I must say that it has been a great week for Miami sports altogether, from the Florida Panthers to uh, the Miami Heat and also the Miami Hurricanes as well. So we cannot complain as South Florida fans as every single team has kicked butt on, uh, that we'll be covering on this show in particular. So starting first with the Florida Panthers, I told all of you, I told you guys out there in um, the online world, in the podcasting world, that the Florida Panthers would bounce back this week and win a couple hockey games. And that they did as uh, they defeat the Ottawa Senators by a score of three goals to zero, all right? As Patrick Hornquist uh, tags in a goal and assists in the game, and Ryan Lomberg also tags in a goal. And not much work for Mr. Sergei Bobrowski as he tallies 18 saves for his team in particular. So a much better effort from the goaltending this past week as he only gave up two goals during this week than it was in the week prior. So that's very good um, omen for weeks to come for the Florida Panthers. And they, up, and they go up against the Detroit Red Wings, a very good hockey team. And Antoine, Anton Lindell packs in two goals as well. Okay, and Sam Bennett, of course, uh, with one goal and one assist. Okay, so right now the Panthers are currently second in division behind the Tampa Bay Lightning and are third in the conference as they're chasing both the Lightning and now currently the Carolina Hurricanes. Two teams that, by the way, the Panthers have defeated this season, so... It should be very interesting, but once again, Coach Burnett and his team must continue to win if they want to continue to make stride, you know, throughout uh, throughout this uh, the rest of the season as we are coming down to the home stretch. And the Stanley Cup, again, needs to go through Sunrise, not through anywhere else in the country, because that is the best way that I feel the Florida Panthers will achieve success and win a Stanley Cup championship. Okay, uh, now we go into the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat also had a fantastic week. With just one hiccup, the Florida, the Miami Heat come out and blast the Chicago Bulls by a score of 112 to 99 at FTX Arena. Miami continues its dominance over the Bulls as Tyler Hero uh, pretty much leads the way with 20 points, one for three from downtown, seven for 13 overall. And Jimmy Butler, four for 13, 15 points. We'll get more into Jimmy uh, as we continue this podcast. And then Gabe Vincent, once again, 7 for 13, 4 for 8 from downtown, 20 points for this team. All right, so pretty much uh, the Miami Heat do away with the Chicago Bulls. Okay, Chicago came in second against Miami. Miami continued the separation as they pound Chicago. Uh, the week ended with Chicago uh, being replaced uh, by the Milwaukee Bucks and also the Philadelphia 76ers. Speaking of the Bucks, a very tough game for Miami as Miami would have to go through a back-to-back series against uh, Milwaukee and then uh, go over to Brooklyn and face off against Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, but um, but nonetheless, the Miami Heat did have a very substantial lead in the fourth quarter against the Milwaukee Bucks, but Giannis being Giannis, all right, Giannis can, uh, leads his team to victory as the Miami Heat lose a heartbreaker, all right, 120 to 119 against the defending uh, world champs, NBA champs, the Milwaukee Bucks. Tyler Hero, right? Although he had two ta- uh, two costly turnovers in that game, points-wise, Tyler Hero uh, racks up 30 points, 11 for 21, six for 10 from three-point land. This is one of those games I will say that Kyle Lowry 
who has been out with uh, with personal issues, was greatly missed. I think the ball handling skills of Kyle Lowry, the way he leads the offense for the Miami Heat, I think it would have uh, uh, produced success in this game for Miami. But nonetheless, the Miami Heat, with the valiant effort, do fall down to the to the Milwaukee Bucks, 120-119. Jimmy Butler, a horrific night as uh, Jimmy Butler goes 2 for 14 with 6 points in the game. All right. Bam Adebayo, though, had 18 points and 12 rebounds. A solid double-double game for Bam. All right. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, Jimmy Butler has a very tough game. Controversial end to me, though. Although the the inbound pass was greatly criticized. The inbound pass, I believe, it was by Gabe Vincent, uh, which... Um, which led to a jump ball between Giannis and uh, and Jimmy Butler was greatly scrutinized by the Miami Heat broadcast team, and I agree it was a, it was a tough pass to make. They had to call a timeout because the the Bucks had defended the inbound pass early on, uh, and then they had to you know in the second time uh, trying to inbound the pass, Miami had no timeout, so you know Vincent throws that ball up into the air and it was caught by Butler. The problem was was that um, Jimmy Butler was being double teamed at that time by I believe it was Drew Holiday and also. Giannis and uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler falls to the ground. Giannis ties him up and um, and they get a jump ball out of it. And then, of course, Giannis wins the jump ball and Drew, Hall, uh, Drew Holiday ends up with the basketball and scores over uh, what I believe is a weak, a weaker Heat defender, which I believe was Max Strews was covering him at the time or gave us, I forgot which one. Uh, I'm not weak, but I'm trying to say that's a, that's a, that's a coverage that Victor Oladipo would have helped uh, much better as Drew Holiday is a uh, is a very solid score and I'm not a very guy, not an easy guy to cover. And um, that particular, the one thing I will argue is that I do believe Jimmy Butler was fouled. All right. I do believe Jimmy Butler was hacked, you know, within with the inbound pass coming in. And that's why, um, that's why we end up in a jump ball situation. Jimmy Butler did crash into the floor and uh, Giannis ties him up and Giannis wins that battle. He's just taller, more athletic than Jimmy. So that's the thing, but nonetheless, uh, those are games you just can't lose. Miami Heat had a very good lead, a couple costly turnovers in the game. Tyler Hero did have the ball with one second left. They did and did heave a ball up into the air, and did not uh, did not connect with the shot. It was, very, it was a very difficult shot, so that made it all the more difficult. But the bottom line is that the Miami Heat do lose this game and then go off and go up against the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets did have KD, but they had no Ben Simmons, as Ben Simmons still. Going back to the 1980s a little bit, a little bit does uh, need to be put on a milk carton as uh, he has not played this season. And also he has not played a single game yet for the Nets. Um, KD did produce over 31 points in the game, but the Miami Heat do uh, beat the Nets 113 and 107, led by Bam out of Biles. 30 points going 12 for 15 with 11 rebounds. All right, Jimmy Butler did not play in this game, by the way. So they played without Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry. And did not play with Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero with 27 points. Max Struess added uh, 21 points, going 6 for 12 from downtown as well. Another stellar defensive performance by the Miami Heat altogether. Great defense being shown in Chicago against Chicago, against DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Pretty good defense early on against Giannis. They pretty much held Giannis to single-digit points. Only in, it was in the second half that Giannis made adjustments. And that's when the Miami Heat were... Found themselves in a little a bit of trouble, all right. But uh, but then we go into the final game of the week, and that is against the 76ers. Okay, uh, the 76ers and the Miami Heat just defensively shut down the, the James Harden led less 76ers as James Harden decided to take a break, all right, at Joel, and leave Joel Embiid with taking on the Miami Heat, and the 76ers lose to the Miami Heat 99 to 82 as Miami just suffocates 
that uh that 76 that 76 for offense butler with 21 points a bit better night shooting with 6 for 15 uh tyler hero 21 points okay and uh goes nine for 16 going a one for three beyond the three-point line so Miami Heat pretty much closed out this week winning a uh winning getting getting one out of two in the back-to-back series getting three games out of four games should have been four no but nonetheless three out of four is good against playoff caliber and basketball teams right now the Miami Heat the Miami Heat with the way they've been playing have a three-game lead have a three-game lead against the 76ers and their tops in the Eastern Conference they have an 11-game lead against the Charlotte Hornets in their division. The Miami Heat are not losing this division, and the Miami Heat have a have a little bit of separation uh, when it comes to playoff time in the Eastern Conference. When it comes to playoff time, and that is huge because the Miami Heat once again, you know, once again, uh, like I've mentioned earlier, need that top seed because they need to go through FTX to make sure they win a championship. But that's going to be very important. For the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat do play tonight against the Houston Rockets at seven. So it's going to be another another opportunity for the Miami Heat to get a victory. They should get a victory. Uh, Victor Oladipo is questionable for this game. So we don't know if he will be making his Miami Heat debut uh, this upcoming Monday or sometime during this uh, during the week. We don't know. All right. But the bottom line is, is that Victor Oladipo will be playing, predictably speaking, will be playing sometime this week for the Miami Heat in a Miami Heat uniform. And we are excited to see that because I don't know what he's going to bring on the offensive side of the ball because of his injuries. But the bottom line is he is a defensive stopper. And that's something that the Miami Heat could use, especially out there at the wing. Okay. A little bit about Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler, for me, as as, as an analyst and as a fan of the Miami Heat, has always been a guy who's playing the number one position, the number one guy on the team. But he's always been kind of like, for me, like a solid number two. All right. So I believe that Jimmy Butler should have somebody on a team that is a top of the line scorer. I've always said like a guy like Bradley Beal would be a good compliment to Jimmy Butler based upon Jimmy Butler's skill set. And the fact that Bradley Beal is a pure scorer, a younger Dwayne Wade would be a good compliment to Jimmy Butler. Not that Jimmy Butler can't score, but I've always felt that Jimmy Butler, um, if he gets 25, 30 points in a game, it's not an easy 25 or 30. It seems to me like when Dwayne Wade, who, by the way, was a solid two-way player when he was from the Miami Heat, like Jimmy Butler is a solid two-way player for the Miami Heat today, all right? When he would get 40, it would be like he was fine, you know? It was just like another day at the office for him. For Jimmy Butler, I just feel like he has to grind out all his points. Like, he's not you know, like a major score. I, I know people disagree with me, you know, online. Oh, what are you talking about? You know, he's a triple-double machine, all right? He's uh, amongst Heat leaders all time, you know, triple-doubles. You know, he's a solid defender. He's he's a he's a tough, you know, cover for any, uh, any team's number one player. But as far as, like, scoring goes, Jimmy Butler gets a ton of points off the free throw line, like D-Way did. All right, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to poo-poo that. You know, but the bottom line is I do feel that, uh, that Jimmy Butler is has a tough time scoring and that's and that's pivotal because in fourth quarter playoff games you need to have your star player with the ball at all times when it comes to clutch situations so what i'm trying to say is like for example this past week you know jimmy butler had a very a very tough time okay against the chicago bulls you know jimmy went four for 13 i had 15 points but four for 13 so you know uh, he missed nine shots um against the milwaukee bucks Butler was atrocious. He went like two for 14. 
okay, that was bad. And and in a game and in, and when you needed him to close out the game, it was more Tyler Hero pretty much is the one that almost led the Miami Heat to victory. Even though Tyler Hero had two costly turnovers, offensively, Tyler Hero was the more dynamic go-to player. All right. And uh, against the Nets, he didn't play. And then he had a better game against the 76ers, okay, his former team. So I think that kind of might have played a role. So for me, you know, I've always, I feel that, you know, I'd rather have the ball with uh, with with five seconds left in the game in the hands of Tyler Hero than Jimmy Butler. And I think that's something that you cannot allow from your star player. Your star player has got to take over. Listen, I remember the NBA Finals when Jimmy Butler, you know, went for forward against the Lakers. But if you remember, he was gassed. You know, and it and it uh and it showed in the next game with the Miami Heat were literally just bounced out in six games. So for me, you know, something. I mean, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. You know, stars become better stars. You know, but I do believe that I, I we need to see more consistency. You know, out of Jimmy Butler in the scoring department, he cannot have these horrific nights, and he's had a few of them. He had one game I can't remember which game it was about a couple of weeks ago where he went like five for twenty five or five for thirty. You know, and the Heat ended up winning that game in overtime. You know, but it was it was a horrific game. It was a horrific scoring game for Jimmy Butler. That's what I quoted. You know, uh, WQA producer Alex Solano, Alex Solano, when he said he, when Butler said he, uh, when he said Butler missed like a thousand shots. Okay, so that was uh, that was true. So Jimmy Butler, you know, has had those games this season where you question whether or not you know he should be the guy to have the ball with crunch time. You know, being uh, being such a such a former situation. Okay, so that's something that. You know, I think that we should think about as fans and he organizations also think about, you know, getting that, getting maybe another guy that could lead, you know, the Miami Heat in scoring and Jimmy Butler could continue to get triple doubles and just be a facilitator with his occasional scoring punch. All right. We have Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry has taken off a lot of the scoring load off of Jimmy Butler when Kyle Lowry has been effective on the offensive end when it comes to scoring. He's always effective in terms of distribution. But when he's able to score offensively, but not only that, if, if, if maybe the case, Bam might need to step up and score more. Bam is capable of having 30 point games, right? We've seen it this season. We saw it recently this past week, you know, as Bam on a bio, you know, against the Nets, you know, had 30 points and he was still able to get his on the rebounding end on the board's end. And he plays solid defense and he's got a, a sweet little jump shot that he's developed, you know, in the offseason as well. So he's worked on that, you know, and he's worked on his game. All right, so that's something that we need uh, that I think the Heat, you know, kind of needs to focus on a bit. I'm nitpicking a little bit because Miami uh, is about 22 games over 500, and uh, the defense has been pretty good. And when it comes to three-point efficiency, efficiency, Miami's one of the tops in the NBA, so they are, you know, a pretty good basketball team. I'm just being a little picky, you know, especially when it comes to Jimmy. But I just, I was spoiled for so many years, you know, with LeBron and D Wade, and uh, them just making scoring look so easy. You're right. And also being solid defenders as well, both those two guys. So that's just about it. You know, when it comes to Jimmy, it's not, it's just constructive, you know, criticism in regards to Jimmy Butler. But uh, but the bottom line is like, you know, I'm just saying like when, when three minutes or three, uh, there's three minutes left in the game and the road team or or the home team, you know, has made a run to close the gap. A guy like Jimmy Butler has got to pretty much put the nail in the coffin against their, against the, the heat opponent. Right. That's just it. Right. Jordan would do it. Wade would do it. LeBron has done it, right? Steph Curry does it. Uh, even David uh, David Robinson would do it. Tim Duncan would do it. Basically, all the greats in every single star, every team's number one. You know, you when it was time, Kobe, let's not forget Kobe. Kobe was a straight-up assassin, right? Shaq, the same thing. Every single team's number one knew, knew that when crunch time came along, right, when crunch time came along, 
they're the ones that had to put the team on the back and make sure that he rode that wave home. All right. All right. So that's it for the Miami Heat. All right. So just a little bit about the Miami Heat. Now we'll jump quickly into the Miami Hurricanes. Spring ball, March 7th. Spring ball starts today. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see what the Canes produce on offense and defense. They've been uh, working out through Aaron Fell's strength and conditioning programs. I've been keeping up with them on social media. It is that fourth quarter program is absolutely brutal. Um, some guys are going to come out this spring ball, this spring season, all jacked up. All right. So we're going to see some big boys uh, coming out in the home opener against Bethune Cookman uh, this upcoming September. But I just want to say there have been a couple additions to the UM coaching staff. The Miami Hurricanes hired Rod Wright as their new defensive ends coach. Rod Wright was the co-defensive coordinator right, for the University of Texas San Antonio. Okay. Uh, you know, coached, uh, co-DC to call plays for at, at top 25 program this season. He joins, uh, he joins the Canes team and he'll be having the, having the pleasure of coaching guys like Najali Kelly, Cyrus Moss, Chance Williams, etc. So I'm looking forward to see what Rod Wright could bring a former University of Texas All-American as well. So I'm excited to see what uh what uh, what Rod Wright could uh, could bring to the table. Also, other coaching additions, well, not a coaching addition, he's gonna be more of an analyst. Uh Jason Taylor, former defensive end for the Miami Dolphins, NFL Hall of Famer, St. Thomas Aquinas defensive uh coordinator, has oh, let's not forget also Miami Dolphin analyst for WQAM. Jason Taylor joins the staff in an off-field role as an analyst, okay? But he was on, um, he was in practice today. I believe probably taking a look at the defensive ends. You know, so I'm excited to have JT, you know, join the UN family. I don't expect them to do a lot of recruiting, you know, at least not going going uh, across country. You know, he's got a lot on his plate. He's opened a business. Uh, he's opened a business. I think he, had, he has a new baby as well. He's the DC over at St. Thomas as well. And he's got that sweet gig with the Miami Dolphins. So I don't see him, you know, killing himself going you know, all the way, let's say, across country to get a kid, uh, to close out a kid. I think, if anything, he'll close them out here at St. Thomas or wherever he uh, he's um, he's at, which is not a good because, like, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas does produce very good football players, and he is a gateway to getting uh, getting his uh, his kids in. Not to say that he won't do what's best for their, for his players, you know, but uh, but if uh, they need a little convincing, he's the guy to do so, right, for, for the Miami Hurricanes, okay? Well, that's it for me. Uh, for today for this episode of 305 sports now hope you guys enjoyed uh what you uh, what you heard next week i will be on hiatus okay so we'll be taking a little break next weekend i'll be taking my adorable uh my adorable two-year-old little boy to disney world all right so i will be taking him so i will not be on the air right i will not be on the air uh just letting all of you know but i will be back the following week um and the following week I hope to have a special guest, okay, in one of my bonus segments, which I'm, which I've created, which is the Rising Star segments. Where I'll be talking to high school football coaches and also uh, high school players alike. I will be interviewing Westland Hialeah defensive back Jamari Howard. Jamari Howard is a prospect at several Power Five schools. I will not mention which Power Five schools are interested in him because he is not committed. He is also a sophomore as well. So I will be the first the first to introduce all of you to Jamari Howard before he's a junior and may or may not decide to uh, to sign a letter of intent with a, well, not a letter of intent, but commit to a school you know, in particular. So you'll be hearing it here first on 305 Sports Now as I'll be interviewing Jamari Howard and I'll be trying to bring in a couple of players from other schools 
hopefully sometime in the near future. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for me. Once again, I am Will. If you like what you heard, please uh, uh, do not forget to download this podcast. Okay, you can uh, listen to it on Anchor, Google, Spotify, um, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Do not forget to download. If you like to leave a financial donation, as this is a listener-supported podcast, please go to anchor.fm slash 305 Sports Now. Or if you want to join our Facebook group, please go to 305 Sports Now and just hit the like button and so on. And you're welcomed into the 305 Sports family. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for me. I will see all of you in two weeks. I am out. Stay safe and God bless.